Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of VR Download, a weekly show where we discuss all sorts of fun hardware and industry news. I am your host, Kyle, and with me today, notice that we are in a different studio here in the Upload Virtual Studios. We're in a new room, a different room, because we are three today. So who do I have over here? Why don't you start here on the left? Me? Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm Ian Hamilton. Thank you for joining us. I am very excited to be here because I have better hands. Heaney and I were in here a few minutes ago arguing about what the percentage is of better hands in here. Uh, I don't care. They're just better hands. I'm David Heaney. I write about the technology behind VR and AR, and I usually develop this studio, but today I'm on. Hopefully it works. It's fun to have three people in the because then the discussion happens, and we're really going to challenge the uh, auto switching back and forth as we interrupt each other. So we'll see how this goes. I'm pretty excited and hopeful for it. All right. Well, are you guys ready to get into the actual news? Let's do it. Let's do it. I think we're ready. All right. Good stuff. Okay. So the first piece of news that we have for you all today is the Oculus Quest 2 now has a higher quality hand tracking mode. Oculus Quest 2 developers can now enable a new high frequency hand tracking mode in their apps, increasing the tracking rate from 30 hertz to 60 hertz. Now, for those of you who might not know, I mentioned this. I talked about this last week. Because we were talking about going from 90 to 120 hertz on the screen. And I said, well, wait a minute. What about the hand tracking? It's almost as if somebody at Facebook was listening to me and said, oh, yeah, we, we can do that. I mean, were you surprised to see that, Ian, after our conversation? It if you is- want to go check it out, go try the two App Lab demos, the newest version of, uh, what's it called? First Steps. So use the hand tracking version of First Steps. It's on App Lab. If you search... Uh, what app lab uploadvr.com uh first steps you should get our link we've got a link to it on on our it's probably on a list too right i believe virtual desktop and hand tracking lab also have high frequency hand tracking i think mm, hand tracking lab yes as well so if you're using virtual right. desktop as a as a just virtual desktop app rather than pc streaming which i do myself i actually like it as that sort of app just as much as a pc streaming app you can have hand tracking mode and you really do notice the improvement yeah, hand tracking lab uh, is going to be the big one for me because I did the review of that and it was a it was a fantastic experience. But I put like in the cons of my review are it's limited by the current hand tracking technology. So any little bit of hand tracking improvement is going to have a dramatic improvement for that game. Just to give a kind of on stream review of this new mode for anyone that hasn't tried it, it you, you get a slightly reduced latency. But what you do get is, and, and to be clear about what the change actually is here. The Quest has 60 hertz cameras, so it captures 60 images per second. But the, the previous hand tracking only used 30 of those frames each second for your hands. The new hand tracking mode essentially doubles that so that each frame is processed for, for hand tracking. And that means the biggest immediate improvement is that if you move your hand like this, this in the past version, had I done this last week, my hand would have disappeared at each point. You can actually almost do a boxing game here. You know, if you go like this, it can, you know, if I were to swing at full speed, obviously it wouldn't be able to capture that. Maybe we'll need 120 hertz to 40 hertz cameras. Although Ian seems to be doing quite well at it so far. But you can really, you can really feel the improvement. And in using our virtual <laughs> tablet here, we use to read your comments. It really is night and day in terms of not accidentally pressing the wrong button. 
Yeah, that that's the big help for me, I think, is that just, you know, having this wonderful interface that we have, uh, we, we still haven't named the pads. Like, I know Chad has been thrown out there a lot, but not really a fan of calling it that. So we still have to come up with something, a name for this. Obviously, we have Stevie, the TV, but we need something for the pads. Uh, yeah, it has been very nice. I almost feel like I'm, you know, playing bridge crew or some some star trekky type of stuff so I'm, I'm pretty happy about this this is fantastic um so i want to let everybody know that if you are watching on youtube right now there is chat it is live i want to say hi to a few people um i want to say hi to uh skiva 007 who says that we got to update that 28 8k modem no i'm sorry is a creative labs uh modem blaster pro 14.4k uh modem that 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 was the big one and and we'll we'll update him to some sort of like you know 56k v90 k flex maybe us robotics i don't know we'll, we'll get you upgraded heaney one way or another <laughs> we have uh, a let's see anakazi hello let's see who else do we have here uh let's see a couple other folks uh ray hello ray and cammy and wiki peoples hello hello smash reality howdy howdy all right so yeah as you're chatting in here we'll be reading your comments and all of that and giving you shout outs and responding to your questions comments and regurgitations of any sort all right uh anything else on hand tracking uh, seems like it's I guess, I guess what this does show is that to get high quality hand tracking, one of the limits that people don't think about often, you know, people people understand intuitively that we need better sensors, for example, a depth sensor so that we're not reliant on the lighting in the room for hand tracking. But the real biggest limit for Facebook's headsets is those processors, you know, and, and in a lot of ways, Facebook's future plans for standalone VR headsets are going to be dictated as much by what Qualcomm chips are available than by what technologies they can build themselves. So, you know, it is something to keep in mind that even what Quest 2 is doing today is pushing the absolute limits of the smartphone-style processor they have available to them. For the near future, right? The next, you know, maybe three to five years. But I think on the longer term, Facebook is spinning up their own sort of chip production efforts, right? Long term. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we, we've seen so many job listings and the information uh, a reliable tech outlet has reported on this. And we've seen other tech companies do this, obviously famously Apple. And now just this year, Google is expected to put their own chip in their Pixel 6. It will not use a Qualcomm chip. But what people need to realize about this is that these are these are five to 10 year, sometime even longer efforts. These companies have to invest billions of dollars long, long in advance of ever getting any use out of it. And sometimes there are a few companies that have tried to do this and failed. So if Facebook's project does succeed and they are able to make their own chips in the long term, You'll never hear them admit it, obviously, that it even exists because that would damage their rep their sort of communication with Qualcomm. But if it does succeed, yeah, we're, we'll be able to see them sort of tailor features for VR and move at a much faster pace than if they were relying on these generic Qualcomm processors. So, so Heaney, when are we going to get into the sort of uh, debate or discussion with you about like the future hardware plans from Facebook? Because we've obviously heard that uh, Bosworth is pushing for like a pro device that has more sensors in it. And John Carmack is pushing for a better version of the quest Two that has like the same sensors, just lighter, higher resolution, better optics, all those things. And 
I remember there was the one comment from Mark Zuckerberg where he said, you kind of have to know about your next two to three products when you're developing uh, your roadmap. And I guess I'm just curious, what do you think we're going to see and when uh, from Facebook? Well, I think we should definitely schedule a live debate sometime for that, for, for to sort of discuss our different views. But uh, my, what I generally say is, if you look at Facebook, what makes it different from the other big tech companies? It is owned and controlled almost solely and effectively solely, actually, by Mark Zuckerberg. So when we hear this kind of Zuckerberg side of, I want more sensors in this, I, you know, I really want to push the social aspect and I want face tracking, I want eye tracking. I tend to believe that Zuckerberg is going to get his way because if you look at the last 10 years of Facebook, he always has. Yeah. Uh, I also want to mention, say hi to Rick out there, our new member. Please become a member and support us and our work here and what we do uh, makes a big difference. And Joe, Joseph, I want to respond to using the K830 because I have used the K830 uh, to write an article uh, with the tracking. It's very, very cool. Um the tracking, I talked about this a little bit last week. There's a little bit of a delay, maybe a second delay between moving the keyboard and actually seeing it arrive at its new location. So the latency there is enormous, but it's still way better than having no uh, no tracked keyboard at all. And it is pretty cool. I do see myself, I think, I do see myself writing probably a couple more articles in VR. I don't think I'm gonna, I'm, I don't think I'm gonna adopt it yet uh, for like every day. But it's definitely uh, setting up the music over here, the lo-fi YouTube music, you know, that channel, the lo-fi mm -hmm. uh, music channel over here on a YouTube channel, and then setting up your Twitter window over here, and then your WordPress window up here. It's pretty nice. Yeah, lo-fi yeah, so not to be confused with lo-fi, the video game. No, yeah. And that's, I wish they need to work on the pass-through. The pass-through features aren't there yet, so, like, um, I can't. In one of the menus that they think they had is a slider so that I can redirect so that only like a sphere down at the bottom of my view is passed through and the rest of my world is VR. And they don't have that kind of slider to adjust how much is VR and how much is AR just yet. And of course, we were also complaining that when you're reclined in your bed or sitting somewhere more comfortable than your couch or desk and you've got something blocking you here. You can't interact with any of the menus because of the hand tracking uh, menu system. And Andrew Bosworth wrote back to me on Twitter saying that they are they are working on it. It's a very hard problem to solve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have similar issues myself when I'm trying to do VR, and it's like, oh, I'm like I'm like holding my hands like I'm some sort of like uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex trying to get away, so that way my pinches will work when I'm using. It's kind of silly. Um, yeah, no, the K, the K was an eight thirty. I always want to say three eighty. you know, I'm, I'm curious about the, the skin of the, uh, keyboard. Have we heard anybody say yet? Like, oh, there needs to be different skins for the keyboards because it seems like that's a, one of those silly requests that'll actually get, uh, uh, somebody will actually give some attention to it at Facebook. Yeah, like you can what change you the color on the keyboard. I haven't heard any sure. comment about that yet, but like. They, I think the, probably the first task is to get the more universal keyboards, right? Right now you have to buy the one specific keyboard to get this to work. Yeah. I think we'll probably see additional keyboards before they let you skin them, but maybe not. I actually noticed on Twitter someone bought an Amazon Basics keyboard that was a fraction of the price of the K830, but because it was the same shape as the K830, you know, it was the same kind of touchpad on the right, it actually worked and showed up in VR. So 
Uh, I'll try to look into that further, but if anyone can't afford the K380, because, you know, I looked today and noticed it's actually out of stock at a lot of places. People seem to be sort of buying them out for their quests, but we'll have to get that Amazon one and see if it works just as well, because I think it's $20. So if that works, that would be a, a pretty big game changer. Did, are you are we sure that all the key, keys themselves line up? I thought they were different. That there were some different key positions. Uh, from what I saw, it, li- it lined up. But I, again, I will check that again. I think it, it looks like a pretty mu- much identical Amazon Basics version of that keyboard. So it kind of, I think it's just a coincidence that it worked out. I think what Ian's is happening here? Get it. <laughs> <laughs> get it, keyboard. <laughs> what is happening here? Ian's like floating right out here out in space in front of me. I love it. Um, you know, I, I was curious, Heaney, and you probably will be able to answer this. How is it tracking the keyboard? The keyboard doesn't have any like IR lights or anything. How is it tracking that keyboard? It is computer vision. So it's just looking for the exact pattern of keys on the keyboard. When you think about it, tracking a keyboard is actually a best case scenario for computer vision. You have the QWERTY layout is identical across all keyboards. It's going to be in the same order, the general shape of it. Although looking on Twitter, it it sounded like they're actually looking for the 3D shape of it as well. And Mm -hmm. like Ian mentioned, there is a kind of delay time from when you move it and it shows up. So they must not be doing it every frame. They're probably looking every so often when there's free compute available and the system's not under load to try and find I'm surprised they haven't come up with like a a stretchy rubber band that can go around the the any keyboard and you just kind of line it up but then it would have like IR sensors which would make it easier and faster to track and probably a little bit more real I don't know I'm, I'm just spitballing ideas out here I'd imagine very soon within a year it will be uh usable across all different keyboards uh, Ian, yeah. I think you need to reconnect. I can't hear you talking. Yeah, Ian is doing his best mime Ian, impression. Can't hear you talking. <laughs> He'll be right back. He'll be right back. Uh, I think he went to get his keyboard originally. Yeah, we talked too much about the keyboard. Okay, well, let's see here. Um, so Meow Mix, yeah, we don't know. Ian is having some technical difficulties here. Let's see. Oh, Gamertag VR, hello. Howdy. I see that you are in here as well. And uh, Greg Z, Greg's VR, hello. And uh, I think Ian is trying to make his way back in here. I don't want to move on to the next piece of news until Ian's back. Am I back? You are back. Fantastic. Yeah, all right. So I like that Meow Mix was asking where I went because uh, whenever I come into VR and my cat is locked out of my room, uh, he hears me talking to the air and freaks out and starts meowing at my door. So uh, Meow Mix, very appropriate question because I was going out to bring my cat into my room uh, to stop him from meowing. Is he okay, Meow, now? Yeah. Oh, wow. That was a pretty good one. Uh, yeah, the cat is okay. Okay, good. That's good. The cat, the cat yeah. might start getting into my pistachios here, and so if the cat goes for my pistachios, I might have to grab them. Yeah, that'd be nuts. All right. Do we want to move on to the next? I'm I'm sorry. You keep setting me up. You know, you lob it up there. I'm going to spike the ball. All right. On to the next piece of news. Number two. Mark Zuckerberg says consumers aren't going to go for wired VR. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg suggested in a conference call with investors that consumers aren't interested in VR headsets with wires. Now, they were, and some of you may still be. Uh, but I think the consensus here is that wireless is 
a better situation. And I think he's really pushing for it because they don't have wires. You know, I got no strings on me. So I I don't know. Uh, Heaney, uh, do you think that it is appropriate for Mark Zuckerberg to say that future VR consumers are not going to go for wired VR? Is that appropriate at this stage or, or is it too early or is it just on time? So I have quite strong views on this, and you know I I would appreciate that I'm I'm not the the majority here in terms of the current VR community, but I think it's past time. You know I I really think that once you are using a wireless headset, it really is. It's embarrassing that we're still seeing wired headsets launch in 2021, in my opinion. And if they launch in 2022, as PlayStation VR two is expected to, I would also consider that an embarrassment. I mean, this is one of those things where <laughs> the dichotomy between VR enthusiasts and kind of regular gamers is just so wide. You know, if you talk to a regular person, they don't want to buy a VR headset with a massive cable on it that connects. They just don't want to. And I appreciate that there are people that love VR so much that they will put up with the cable, as you know, as I did for years. I've I've used cable VR headsets for seven, eight, nine years, maybe. So, you know, and I, I enjoyed it when I had to use it. But now that we have the technology to to go wireless and now that we're seeing companies do it, I, I, I mean, too early. I think every VR headset that comes out now needs to be wireless. Oh, I would wonder. Well, well, just just my little my little side note here on what you just said. I I would wonder. I would I would be really curious to know what the statistic is. And I don't even know if this is even measurable. The statistic of people who own a Quest or Quest Two that also found it necessary. For them to purchase a link cable. Well, I mean, the, a link cable specifically is kind of a hard question, but I think the other story that we're going to get to uh, of 60% of users on Steam now being Oculus headsets points to the overall direction here that uh, as soon as like Quest 2 gets above 50% on Steam, that's kind of the moment when you know, I mean, we already know it. It's already there. But that's going to be kind of a mark in the sand of just very clearly delineating that less than half of the VR market uh, is wired headsets from that point forward, right? Like, it's already, we already know that there's millions of quests out there. And now we're just wondering how many millions of quests and all of those quests are wireless headsets, and only some of them are using a wire to connect to a PC and now AirLink to connect to a PC. And it's just as soon as that, as soon as we've got proof on that chart of just, uh, I think it's a twenty-seven percent Heaney. Uh, what's the number? Let me bring it up. Yes, it is twenty-eight percent for Quest Two. Yeah, so twenty-eight percent, seven, you know, six months in, uh, what it came out uh, late last year. And it's already at 28%. As soon as that gets above the 50% mark, and I suppose you can add Quest 1 to that, so it's at 30, uh, what, 32? Uh, 33% almost? One-third of headsets requests on Steam 9. Yeah, one-third. That's already a, a staggering number when you think about it. Uh, of the headsets you use, used on Steam are wireless headsets when you get them out of the box. And then you're using a wire to have a, a PC VR experience. And now that AirLink is out, in addition to virtual desktop, a lot of them are going to be connecting wirelessly. It's just a no-brainer, as Heaney was saying, that they really do need to be wireless. Uh, it's 
it's always been one of the biggest complaints uh, about VR. It's just a huge, huge hassle. Hey, remember when the biggest thing that we were complaining about was seated experiences versus, uh, you know, being able to move around? Uh, those conversations have evolved now into we just don't want to have a wire at all. And I think that is fantastic. If anything is an indication that VR has evolved into a more mainstream product, then it's because we've gotten to these conversations. And, and we'll even start nitpicking at stuff as time goes by. And that, that's a beautiful thing, in my opinion. I think it goes slightly beyond nitpicking when you consider the fact that if I'm in a wired VR headset, I can instantly realize that I'm no longer in a virtual environment and remember that I'm in a real place by just rotating. If I find myself losing myself and I rotate, as soon as I get to the point where the, the headset snaps and the, sorry, the cable goes taut to where the PC is, not only do I know I'm in VR, I know exactly where I am in the room because I can feel which direction the cable is going to the PC. Personally, I find it very difficult to just get lost in a VR game when you have a constant physical reminder of exactly where your PC is. But again, different people are different. With the technology today, you know, there are times where all of the advantages of a wire, you're going to want to go for that. But, but in general, I think we really need to evolve past it now. If you're if you're a sim game player, right, and you're gonna and you've gone through the expense of building like a like a very serious wheel and pedal system, the what you're you're never leaving that chair, right? And so well, it makes a lot of sense. To you're have a still wire getting, there. you know, you know, I, I've been using Airlink for the past few days and, and uh, on the Sims just to give it a little test, and you know, it really is a big difference because you're no longer kind of getting into your seat and pulling your cable around here and your headset over here. It's just a lot more seamless. I really don't think, I think in a couple of years, we're going to look back on VR headsets with wires as a bit silly, personally. But again, I acknowledge I may have strong views on this. <laughs> uh, I see people asking about SideQuest. Can we talk about the SideQuest story? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. Okay, so here, I'll give you a little thing. Uh, there is news about SideQuest, and Ian is going to take it from here. Go ahead, Ian. <laughs> there, just to make it official, you know. Yeah, it's official now. Um, all right, so... Uh, I was up all night the other night because right as I was going to bed, uh, we noticed uh, that someone on Reddit had tried connecting a quest to a quest using the side quest app. And they were able to sideload uh, content onto a quest from another quest that had been loaded with the android side quest app and we started wondering almost immediately wait a second why can't we just uh side load the side quest app directly onto a quest and then tell the side quest app to reference itself and upload content to itself and essentially bring us an alternate app store for the quest so uh, I essentially stayed up uh, all night uh, figuring this out, and there were people commenting on Reddit in replies to the original person uh, who had sideloaded the quest onto a quest, saying, you know, like, have you tried this IP address yet? And that screenshot that I showed you uh, is the IP address that you use to tell uh, SideQuest to reference itself. So it's entirely possible for you to put... Uh, the Android version, APK, use the SideQuest desktop PC app to side, side load SideQuest 
via side quest onto quest. Yeah, that's the way it works. This is like so, some side questception right here. Yeah, this is very, very much is. And I, I was when I first did this, I was like, I was excited just at the headline, right? Because it was just fun to imagine, like you can side load side quest onto quest with side quest, and just the fact that you could use two quests to do it made it funny. And then as it kind of hit hit us that like, wait a second, this is actually the dream. This is the thing that like people have been confused about with side quests since the start. Like, how do I put side quest on my quest, right? And it was actually a learning experience for a lot of people to realize, no, you're actually having to use a PC and use that PC to upload content to a quest. And of course, that quote that was shown up there near the end there of our video that we, we run people through to explain how this process works is from Shane Harris, uh, the CEO at SideQuest, warning people, uh, we can't officially support this. Uh, and you might actually be breaking uh, Facebook policies, and it, that could have an effect on your developer account, which is one of the requirements to sideload content onto a quest. Because mm-hmm. you have to have mm-hmm. a dev account. Yeah, 127.0.0.1. There's no place like home. There's and no of course, yeah, like the, it, there's a bummed out, yeah, like, yeah, bummed out screenshot because I had to take it through the lens. This It's, it's so impossible to get like a screenshot of an Android app inside the quest. I had to do a through the lens thing to get that. I'm excited for this. I always felt like this is something that was going to happen eventually. I mean, this is, this, this isn't surprising to me having been kind of an Android geek for many, many years. I feel like this was an obvious next step that somebody was going to do this. Yeah, the, yo, dog. <laughs> I was just gonna ask for this. <laughs> yeah, there's the one in the comments. I built it the night of, and uh, Jamie uh, said I wasn't funny and made me feel. Oh, bad, this so is hilarious. Jamie I is completely wrong. Out. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually the straight laced person around here, and I thought that was a pretty funny joke. And and Jamie, I'm very, I'm very, uh, I became very um, ashamed at myself for trying to make a joke. Oh, uh, hey, it, it's an the, old meme, but it checks out. Again. You know, yeah. it's an old meme, but it checks out. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, man. So lots of people talking. Uh, glad to see that everybody is chatting in, in the YouTube uh, conversation here. Yeah, there's some discussion about wireless latency, wireless compression. Mm-hmm. Um, so y- y- I reckon or you say latency in Rift S is more than Quest 1 with Linkable. Uh, it's actually similar, and the reason is because despite the fact that Quest 1 is at 72 hertz and coming through, you know, the image is compressed, it's an OLED display, so you get significantly lower display latency. One of the interesting things here is that Quest 2 at 90 hertz is actually technically also lower latency, that, or sorry, similar latency to Rift S, and at 120 hertz, which Virtual Desktop just added support for today, you can now stream 120 hertz wireless. That is lower latency than the Rift S in terms of end-to-end motion-to-photon latency. So, you, you know, I really don't think we need to get native display into these headsets to get to these low latencies when we're starting to see these higher and higher refresh rates that we didn't have available in years before. I'd also like to make a small observation that um, when you be in the video that we just watched with SideQuest and the quote from Shane Harris, um, am I the only one that just absolutely loves that hat and can't wait for my avatar to be able to wear a hat like that? A little warm ears. I would like yeah, some warm ears. To- totally awesome hat. Love that. Uh, okay, so 
Ian already kind of uh, announced this as as the next news piece, but um, Oculus headsets now make up 60% of Steam VR, and we had the graphic up there just a minute ago. Uh, you know, Oculus headsets making up 60% of Steam VR. Have we heard any comments or any observations from the folks at Valve about that? Are they happy about that? Are they angry? Are they indifferent? Have we heard any uh, like official response to that statistic? Hmm. Well, we haven't heard anything recently from Valve about this, but I, I do remember very clearly that when the Oculus Touch controller released for the original Oculus Rift in late 2016, uh, Valve had a, a very welcoming message in Steam VR where the tone was very clear that you could hear that, you know, their policy here isn't hardware. They don't really mind what headset you use because you're still buying the game on Steam VR if you're a Steam VR user. And, you're, and plenty of Facebook's headset users, they're not buying their PC VR games from the Rift store always. A lot of them are buying it from Steam VR. So Valve still benefits. It doesn't really matter to them what hardware you're using. But of course, they still do have their own index to push their own vision of VR at a premium price that no one's really doing right now. Yeah, the we've got the chart up here again showing the Pac-Man. It really is starting to look like Pac-Man. Why don't we make why can't we make the blue one yellow? So it, it ends up looking like Pac-Man more. Uh but yeah, this is the 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 slowly Facebook eating the VR market. Now, of course, uh keep in mind also that yeah, it is expanding each month. Like there's more people getting into VR. We always have to remember, I remember having this discussion years ago where uh Someone, it was like a light bulb going off in my head where, uh, yes, more people buy headsets every month, but there's also a large number of people that stop using VR entirely each month. And we always have to balance that out. Like, what is the rate of people buying new headsets and sticking with them and retaining their usage versus the people that just let it collect dust? And that's one of those numbers that, it's i really want that number out of psvr like how many people are still actively on sony these days um it's like when you look at the top sellers on sony being the same five games from four years ago it kind of points to the suggestion that yes people are like getting a new playstation headsets but uh how many are just stopping buying new software like there, there's people going to buy the new headsets going and finding what are the highest rated games and picking those up but they're not finding the deep cuts the new content they're finding the old stuff because i'm i'm guessing it's partially because of this dynamic where yes people are buying the new headsets but they're the people who have had headsets just stop using them yeah it's funny you mentioned the psvr i just recently um you know my my the two children that I, I have living here at home still, uh, the two older ones are gone, but, and they have their own headsets. So I don't know what they're doing, but my, uh, my 15 year old is in the PlayStation VR last weekend. And it was probably the first time I've seen her dust that off and put it on. And I don't know how long. And I walk in and I go, Oh, she's, Oh, she's playing. She's playing Iron Man uh, VR. And then I started looking, I'm like, wait a minute. That's not Iron Man. What are you playing? And I never did figure out what game she was playing, but I think she was doing some sort of like, it was a parachute game or something like that. And 
it was funny because it was something I recognized that she was using the PSVR, but I didn't recognize the game she was playing like right off the top of my head. And I don't claim to know every title and I haven't played everything, but the idea that she got in and did that and she's got a quest too. We've got every headset you could possibly want to play with. And she chose to go on that headset and play that game that I didn't recognize that it still has some power there in my house, at least. I mean, people are still playing with these things. So, you know, that idea of, oh, there's a whole bunch of headsets that are just sitting in people's closets. Nobody's playing them. Uh, I think that's a little over-exaggerated sometimes. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's happening as much as everybody thinks or says. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. Well, I I think that the numbers will bear out once we get more usage statistics out of these headsets and and see – you know, when a new game comes out on the same day on across all the headsets, where are the sales, right? And that's when that's the really telling thing. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. Pistol Whip was the last one I can remember, and it didn't come to PlayStation. I don't think it was on the others at the same time. It got launched on, I think, PC and Quest on the same day. And it's not, uh, yeah, it's not common to release on all headsets. The thing I want to point, uh, sort of. And push back to, to this, and I want to talk about, I got to talk about Supernatural. I have been uh, lurking in the official Supernatural Facebook group, right? I have been trying, like, I, I don't use Supernatural every day. I would like to. It's in the same category as, like, all the other workout situations I've ever faced. Uh, like, it's very hard to get in the habit of using it every day. I used it for, like, a couple weeks at one point every day and i was very proud of myself for that period but it's hard to get into it every day but if you go find the supernatural facebook group that facebook group is more than i think 10 or eleven thousand people strong on facebook all posting about their journeys in fitness journeys losing weight and again and again almost every day now if you go into that supernatural facebook group you'll see these photos of people saying this was my year ago photo and this is my photo now this works when you do it every day and it's like that that group is so supportive of one another generally uh you know it's got all the same things that facebook groups have with people sniping each other from time to time but like for the most part it is a super duper positive place and it's almost like the most positive place in vr that i've ever seen because these people are relentlessly supporting one another and like i I see these people come come onto that group and just vent they've had a horrible day a horrible week and i've just gotten a 99 percent on my supernatural workout and i feel great about myself and it's like the those people that are coming back day in and day out to supernatural to exercise and better themselves has to be uh, the type of thing Facebook wants to see out of its VR headsets. And uh, I, I really think that the Supernatural in particular is either going to get uh, acquired or just copied uh, or both by the giants. As soon as like Apple gets into the market, um, everything Apple is pushing with their Apple Watch, Apple Workouts, uh, is in the vein of what Supernatural is. And so I, I think Facebook, Apple are two obvious uh, contenders for trying to uh, buy Supernatural or uh, in the case of Beat Saber being owned by Facebook, uh, 
duplicating some of those features that Supernatural is is doing a little different from Beat Saber. I, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Ian. I, I think you're absolutely correct because I do believe that you know there are a lot of technology, there is a lot of advancements out there that have increased uh, entertainment value. <laughs> you know, I mean, a lot of this technology is purely entertainment. But to be able to say like this piece of technology helps somebody lose weight or this piece of technology helped somebody know that they were having a heart attack or this one got somebody into shape so that prevented a heart attack. Those types of values, uh, to add that to a new piece of burgeoning technology is fantastic. Um, I I do want to mention that uh, Adam in the chat uh, said that Ian, Ian mentioned pistol whip. And so I've got my, my drink here. So let's, mm. yeah, it's a drinking game. Anytime Ian, Mentions Pistol Whip. Everybody has to take my a favorite. Drink. If I, if I, my favorite game, I'm allowed to no, talk about it. Leave me alone. Nothing wrong with that. Not, I'm not knocking it. I'm just. It's a drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else do we have here? Just yeah. to come back on retention, there. Um, one of the stats you do get in the Steam Hardware Survey is not just the relative share of headsets, but also the percentage of overall Steam users who had a VR headset or more accurately, who used the VR headset in April. And that number actually goes down quite a lot. It, it fluctuates between months. So there is, you have to factor in the fact that if PC gaming in general grows faster than VR grows, then the percentage of VR users will go down naturally. But it also could be showing some retention where people who have had a headset for one or two years, or maybe, you know, have enjoyed it for six months and have put it away in the closet and stopped using it for a while. So, you know, that is the struggle with PC VR is because you have this kind of peripheral model where it has to be connected and you have these drivers and you have to go through Oculus or Steam VR. There is this kind of extra friction factor that's going to hurt retention. And, you know, going back to wireless, I think that's one of the things that really could help retention in PC headsets. If instead of having to plug it into the back of your GPU and, and find a kind of good way to put the cable, if it was just a little dongle you slotted into your USB and your headset was ready to go, I feel like that would kind of help with retention a lot. Is, mm-hmm. it, is it possible, like, Keeney, what are the technical, like, I know people have headless Vive setups where they've sort of scripted their PC to turn on when the headset is picked up. But how hard is it to kind of have the PC turn on automatically whenever you what turn on AirLink on your Quest? Like, how far away from that being being feasible? I think that's a fairly kind of complicated one. You could set it up with automation tools and, you know, have a power switch ready to do that. But I feel like that's overcomplicated. You can press the power button, but all you need to do is set up. And I did have this setup running in 2016 for a while where your PC launches virtual desktop on start. And by virtual desktop, I don't mean the, the PC VR streaming part of it. I mean the actual desktop to desktop virtual desktop. So if you have a Steam VR headset plugged in and Virtual desktop and Steam VR boot on launch. You technically don't need a monitor, although a few years ago the Oculus system sort of stopped working when you didn't have a monitor plugged in. So that's no longer possible natively on Oculus, at least the last time I tried. Okay. Yeah, I remember fiddling with that too. Can I have a computer with no monitor? It just sits on my eyes. And yeah, in in practice, it wasn't a great idea, but it did it did work for a small amount of time there. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I think we should probably hit our last piece of news here for the day because I feel like there's going to be 
a decent amount of discussion for this. So the last piece of news for today, HTC shows new angles of upcoming VR headset. Ooh, we've got some more GIF teasers from HTC Vive showing some new angles of its unannounced VR headset. I thought it was very awesome that they released uh, GIFs of these things. This is, this is, a, this is really awesome. Uh, are they going to play or are we only going to get the uh, static images here on Stevie? Oh, no, uh, that's just an image. Oh, it's just an image. Okay. All right. So, um, so no, 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 no animated GIFs for y'all, but, uh, Ian, what, what can we, what do we know about this new headset? Yeah. Or what you know, don't we know is the bigger question. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's kind of like my opinion on it. Like I, I really get frustrated with the teases and just, you know, announce the thing is like my, my opinion. Uh, the biggest thing we know is, that uh, in one of their emails, HTC alluded to multiple headsets. So uh, there is very likely we're going to see more than one device shown off at ViveCon. And if that's the case, then there's still a complicated story uh, coming out of HTC that's not going to necessarily be uh, consumer-friendly. Like, is are either of the PCs geared toward the Western consumer market? Is only one of them... Uh, is it compatible with the Vive wireless adapter? Are they going to redo the Vive wireless adapter and do another one? Um, I don't know. I, I, I would not be surprised to see virtual desktop integrated like in a more fundamental way with software product. You know, anyone that wants to compete with Airlink, I would go out and find uh, Guy Godin and, and try to make it a, a, a deal yeah. with him to integrate your software out of the box. HTC has actually had their own version of Airlink built in for around a year now into the Vive Focus, so it's already there. If you have a if you have a Vive Focus, their their current standalone headset, which uses the Snapdragon 835 processor seen on the Quest One, it's a headset targeted towards enterprise. But if you have it, you can, and you're on a Wi-Fi network with a Steam VR PC, you can they have they've had their own version of Airlink for a year now. I don't no. think we've tried it yet, or maybe Jimmy tried it. I, th- I think Jimmy may have tried it, and he did, he said it wasn't fantastic, but it was serviceable. And Pico has uh, something like that as well on their headsets. And people are really mad about using GIF, and I'm a, I'm a GIF user myself. And I don't know if you use GIF just to be polite to me or not, but people are oh, really mad. Ian, no, it. you and I are Team Soft G for life. Okay. Yeah. Team Soft G for life. I'm taking the heenie. GIF position. Oh, Heaney. That's no, okay. Hey, you know what? I, I accept you for who you are and what you think. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever heard the creator talk about it? I think he actually. I have. He he added original. I think he's actually gone back now from what he originally chosen, just because so many people have trolled him over the years about it. I don't care. I don't care. Just, I'm still sticking to my guns on that. You know, if you don't if you don't like me saying GIF, don't don't put GIFs in front of me. Instead, send me JFEGs. You know, JFEGs because the P. If if we're if we're using that logic, the the. It's photo, right? Is the P in, in, in JPEG. So why wouldn't it be an F sound? Same logic. Anyway, we're not getting into this. This is too long of a discussion. Um, I have a few things that I want to, uh, a few things that I want to bring up here. 
number one, when I'm looking at these things, I saw, uh, and, and not in this image, but in another one, there's this really neat grating, like uh, like an exhaust uh, line. It looks like it's coming out of the top of that. And I think that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Uh, kind of gives it a little bit of a, a hot rod car type of look to it. But on this image here, that's that's curious to me. This little cutout here, which goes, it looks like it's right above the, the, the nose. I don't think this is the grill, but I'm wondering if this is like the connection piece for uh, an, an additional piece of hardware that we haven't seen yet. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I, I just, I keep looking. And then I'm looking up here too. Oh, well, I'm going to lose tracking here. But all the way up at the very top, at about 2 o'clock from the, the, the logo there, it, it, there's a little bit of a shadow. Do they have maybe like some pass-through cameras up there? Or I don't know. I just These these images are just giving you just the tiniest little bit of information, and I kind of want more. Hmm. The question oh, we yeah. heard in a previous week about why HTC is doing this, I think is still relevant with these teases. It's a very inexpensive way of marketing and, and bringing in all those existing five customers, getting the information out to them. Because if you can get all those people talking about what is this, then it's much cheaper than paying, as we saw today, H, uh, Facebook paying for an ad. And I think it was the New York Times. Um for advertising fitness for VR and all those things. Uh, Is that an ad? No, that's a very, very expensive ad placement for Facebook and a very clear picture that Facebook's trying to portray out there that like you can actually use a VR headset to work out now. And HTC is using this uh, viral guerrilla marketing campaign uh, to get people to talk about these things. Jarilla? Oh my Jirilla, gosh. Is that yeah. the joke you just oh my gosh. No. Sorry. Can the hand tracking Sorry. support face palms? Almost. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm, I've been trying for the past minute, but I don't think it works. It's it's it, you, you get too close, I guess. That's yeah. You're too close. Yeah. It does look like a gas mask, doesn't it? You, you know, I think the thing on the HTC is here, so many outlets have, have looked at this and kind of reported on HTC's next headset, HTC's new headset. But as Ian brought up, it's not just that HTC kind of casually used the word headsets in an email. To, to me, this is pretty unambiguous. I, I have the quote here. Take a front row seat at the VR event of the year as HTC Vive unveils game-changing VR headsets, plural, software and platforms to take your experience to another level. So when I was on this show a month ago, a so ago, before we had the auto camera switching, you know, I brought up my theory of what HTC is sort of teasing here, and I still think it's correct. I think we're going to see two distinct headsets, not one headset, but two. I think one of them is going to be an enterprise-focused standalone, which will disappoint some people that have been looking for a consumer standalone. But I think the other will be just as interesting. You know, people, we love to talk about standalone headsets, but the PC VR market still exists in itself. And I think the other headset will be potentially a compelling PC VR headset because you have wired. to remember, yeah, probably wired, yes, probably. But if you look at HTC, you know they've they've come out with wireless adapters in the past. I would be surprised if it didn't support either the current wired wireless adapter or perhaps a refined, cheaper version of it. But if you look at Cosmos, it's been on the market for a year and a half. It has not got traction. You know, they it really just it has. 1% on the Steam hardware survey, 
and another percent for the version that uses lighthouse tracking. I think we're due for a new PC VR headset from HTC. And even if you think about it on the grand scheme of things, I think this could be where we finally get something that they call HTC Vive 2, a true successor to the 2016 Vive for PC. But I think people that are expecting a kind of like-for-like Quest 2 competitor that's consumer-focused and PC may be be disappointed here because I don't see HTC having the ability to subsidize the cost like Facebook can. You know, it's interesting that you say a Vive 2 because... The market, I think, would be receptive to that naming convention because the Quest 2 is a thing, so why not have a Vive 2? I mean, the Vive had a lot of play. It was I said the word Vive every day for quite a while there, and I think a Vive 2 would be a legitimately smart name. Um, you know, well, you about- mentioned the Cosmos. I, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe this headset will be the one that we can connect to a smartphone that like we saw years ago uh, that the cosmos was going to be it was supposed to be able to plug into a phone and that never came to fruition so maybe this one will do that i don't know that's a really interesting theory i also want to ask i mean i also wonder like if it is going to be vibe too and they they use that name at convention and try doing that uh what was it about the vibe that they need to do that much better uh with a two like obviously we'll, we'll expect all those things like uh resolution um but i wonder about full body tracking the puck mm. you know can they uh do full body tracking with headset sensors do you think you think we might see that out of HTC? No, no and i don't think they would have launched the new tracker so recently if they're going to do that you know what i mean their, their full body tracking solution is those new sensors uh, i don't even think that's the vibe too i think that's the vibe focus too i think the vibe too we haven't seen yet hmm hmm yeah but i don't know isn't speculation fun <laughs> we have no idea well, I, I think it. we do have quite a good idea if you look at HCC's past and you look at their comments. You know, it, it really is remarkable to me that some few outlets are picking up on that on that clear plural from HTC. You know, that is VR headsets with an S at the end, plural. They have been crystal clear VR headsets, plural. Oh, I just assumed that meant that they were going to make more than one of them to be available for sale. I mean, that, that that's how I read it. I didn't even think about it being multiple SKUs. Uh, that had not occurred to me until you guys just said it right now. So, you know, amazing. Hey, uh, is it possible that this is a headset that still requires the uh, the lighthouse boxes, the, 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 the boxes I've got up in my corners, and then these cameras are simply for tracking body movement? Would would there yeah, be an was, advantage to that? That would be interesting. Um, that's what I was kind of getting at, wondering about the full body tracking. Yeah. Um, and his his points kind of convinced me otherwise. But yeah, I, I think there is advantage to full body tracking, and it's clearly a a very popular use of getting an HTC headset. Right? There's there is a whole category of people that you're losing by not feed tracking really accurately, right? You're, you're like, there's mm-hmm. there's an entire dance revolution, dance, dance revolution category of people that want to dance in VR and, and all the types of 
ways you can dance and you can't do that until you get really good hand tracking instead you're you're dancing with your arms when you want to be dancing with your legs and until we get really really good body tracking it's not going to be possible and the only way to do that is with multiple base stations and multiple trackers and that's a nightmare if you know if 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 HTC was able to pull off full body tracking in that kind of compelling way like yeah if the steam if the steam sensors were used and then you're using the cameras for full body tracking it actually is pulled off really well and it actually works yeah he needs like no it's never never ever going to happen it's years uh, if they did really that i think old. there's a future for HTC like i think that's them really innovating in a, an amazing way other if they shy of that we're just going to see more of the continuation of them staying to the east and focusing on business. Hmm. I Interesting. Think we can see inside eye tracking from the Vive Focus 2, what I think this is, the Enterprise Focus standalone. But I think we'll see Lighthouse again on the Vive 2 or whatever they call the PC one. And the reason is really quite simple. The Cosmos tracking system HTC invested quite a bit into, but it, it just hasn't caught on with consumers. It doesn't get up to the quality level that VR gamers expect. On standalone, though, HTC isn't using its own tracking system. The Vive Focus doesn't, the tracking software on Vive Focus is not HTC. They license Qualcomm's hard, uh, Qualcomm's tracking algorithm, which they offer to anyone who uses their chips and their headsets as an extra. You can even, if you don't want to build your own hand tracking system, but you want to ship a, a VR headset, you can even use Qualcomm's hand tracking. And I believe Qualcomm even has a few partners now where you could even build your own controllers. Or sorry, you could not have to build your own controllers. So they can't use this on PC if they don't have that Qualcomm chip in there. So so I expect we'll see them go back to Lighthouse on PC while they use Qualcomm's latest tech in whatever standalone they pick. On body tracking, the, the idea of doing that from a headset facing down camera it, it will happen eventually. That probably is how VR headsets will work in three, five years, but not even the best computer vision labs in the world today could do that on a headset from downwards facing cameras. It's, you know, I saw an experiment from Japan about a year ago where they tried to do it and they were throwing like four NVIDIA state of the art GPUs at it. And even then it was only, you know, seven frames per second. So, you know, it'll happen eventually, but it's just a little bit far off today's technology capabilities. Yeah. Uh, there was a question in here. Uh, for you specifically, Heaney, um, why are we still using the old Oculus avatars? Is that, is that something that we'll be implementing here soon? Or I will we at all? Question here. So the, the new Oculus avatars SDK is actually not released. Facebook, uh, usually in the past, released their SDKs generally available, but they, they now seem to be doing a thing where if you're kind of one of their buddy developers or you know, you're know you working on something they want to market, you'll get the SDK earlier. So you know, any developer who wants to use the new Oculus avatars cannot. You can only, if you were one of Facebook's, I think, was it four or five launch apps, you can use it for now. But later in the year, once once it comes out, we'll evaluate those avatars and compare them to the Wolf 3D Ready Player Me avatars and kind of pick from those two as to what we're going to use going forward. So if you are in charge of allowing the SDK out and you're working at Facebook and you would like to see those new avatars tested out in this studio, please send an email to Heaney at UploadVR.com because he, he, would like to he would like to try this. And I think everybody would get a big kick out of seeing it used in a practical environment like this. I do. One of the I things in there is... 
I don't think any of the first apps that have access are hand tracking apps. They're all controller tracking apps. And they said that the SDK was when they're going to actually release the hand tracking. Yeah, I don't think it supports hand tracking yet because, you know, do, doing inverse kinematics with elbows and an upper body with hand tracking is actually a little bit more difficult than with controllers. And the reason for that is really quite simple, that you have to handle a lot more low quality tracking data. You know, if someone's using their touch controllers, you know, you have this really high quality tracking that's, you know, really, really, really precise. And, you know, because of the infrared LEDs in the tracking ring here and the accelerometer inside the controller. So you have you can put into the machine learning model that you, they're using very high quality data. You know, if I'm using my hands with hand tracking, and you know maybe I'm in a room where the lighting isn't great, and my hand starts to glitch off into the distance, they're going to have to figure out how they want to kind of incorporate the elbows into that. And I think we'll, we'll probably take a few months to see that happen. Meow makes this commenting here that Upload has an Oculus connection with David. Uh, he can hook you up. Uh, David, who? David who? What? Wait, David. The only David I know know is sitting over here next to you. Yeah, David Heaney. No one one called David ever worked here other than me. No. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, this is the the team you get, Meow. So you have to deal with it. No. Uh, All right. Well, I think that this has been a pretty amazing episode. Do you have something else you want to add, Heaney? I was just going to read out uh, Greg's VR's comment here because I actually agree that the new avatars are more cartoony. Greg's VR says, and not sure if it's a suitable fit. That you know they've the new avatars. If you look at them, they have upper bodies, they have this inverse kinematics, but in several ways they are a step backwards in in my opinion. And you know Greg seems to agree they're less graphically realistic. The mouths don't actually seem to move quite as realistically, which is surprising because it's using the same underlying technology and. It is. Everyone looks a bit like a cartoon. And no, I'm know. I'm fine though with looking like a Toy Story character. I'm well, okay with that. I saw an interesting discussion on Twitter that, that really got me thinking uh, about the Avatar situation, and the comment was more or less uh, to the effect that people want their avatars to make them look hot. Like that was literally the word that was used uh, like in this spicy? Twitter thread. Was uh, they want to look? Uh, as attractive as they think, you know, visually pleasing looks to them. And so far, Facebook's avatars have very much been weighted toward uh, you representing the way you look in the real world with lots of, with as much customization options as you want. And it's like, uh, I don't know if that is what the kinds of avatars people really want to wear. Like, I've been in, I've, we've had people in our studio here. They're like, I want to be represented as a cat. I, I, I want to be a cat in VR. And I can understand that, like, you spend all day with that face on you, you know, with mm-hmm. that face on, you want to go into VR, you want to be something different. And that's not really what Facebook is pitching. I think this could change if you look into the long term, you know, as well, we have cartoony avatars. You may want to be a cat, but if they can depict you in, in say seven or ten years or how long it takes if they can depict you photorealistically and have your face movements come across if you're hanging out with a friend in real life i would say most people probably do want to look like themselves if they're hanging out with strangers online that's a bit of a different thing but if you're hanging out with your real life friends in vr and the system is capable of representing your friends exactly as they look in real life even if it's just their faces and general body structure i think most regular gamers are going to want to go for that 
Yeah, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think that there is a future where Ian and I can be in here and I can be a giraffe and you can be a gorilla and everybody will be happy to listen to us talk to each other like that. There, there's the face, there's the face palm attempt again. No, All right. No, well, no. With, with, with that joke, I am going to wrap up this ac- episode. Uh, I do want to say that I'm very happy of all of the chats and uh, lively discussion from all of you wonderful people here on YouTube in the chat. Now, if you are catching this after the fact, so not live, then please feel free to still leave a comment. We want to know your opinion and uh, and what type of stuff has have we triggered in your brain that you want to share with the community. And we always read those and check on them. And it's, it's, it's very nice to see all of that. If you are listening to this via podcast, and audio only because some people like to consume their information that way. Uh, very good. Thank you. Uh, it's wonderful. So just like all of the influencers always say, uh, like, subscribe, join, hit the little uh, little bell thing. I don't. I, I never hit the bell. I, I don't really ever well, we do that But we have to ask myself. them to, don't we? I mean, that's, you know, that's I, I think what we're so. supposed to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's important. Do subscribe to us. We're joking, but we need your support. We need to, Mm -hmm. we really do need your support and we we really welcome it. And thank you for the new members today. Oh yeah, absolutely. Always a pleasure to welcome more folks into the fold. Um, I also want to say that if you are not in the mood to watch video or listen to podcasts, there's plenty of stuff to read. If you go to uploadvr.com, all of the latest news reviews, comments, and interviews from the VR industry, if I, as I have said many, many times, uh, I don't know. Uh, Heaney, do you have any final thoughts and words for the audience before we part ways? I, I was just going to say, I'm really impressed at the quality of discussion in the chat here. And, you know, I'm, uh, we're trying to respond as much to it as we can. And please join us again next week because, you know, I really like to hear this discussion. Let's, let's talk more about VR next week. Absolutely. Ian, do you have any final words, thoughts, or phrases? No, for I'm the, just going to uh, express myself with my hands. I still, okay. I'm, I'm tempted to show off the loot gesture, but I don't think I should. And- I really. No. Even I have my limits flagged. (laughs) No. All right, folks. Well, like I always say, thank you very much for watching or listening, and we will see you in the future. So long. Bye-bye. Now we dance. It's a dance party.